Jesus Christ is coming. At any moment, we may find ourselves in eternity. In the next to the last book of the Bible, we are given principles that will help us live in the last days. Join Scott Pauley now as we study the book of Jude together. We are all living on the edge of eternity. That's the great message of the little book of Jude. And as we've journeyed through this book together, oh, the Lord has shown us so much about Him, about our world, and about ourselves. I want to read to you the first verse and the last verse of this short book. I like bookends, the, the starting point and the ending point, and give you a little summary today, if I may. Now from this amazing book of the Bible, Jude verse 1 says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. And the last verse says, To the only wise God our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Don't you love the very positive way that this book both begins and ends? By the way, the man who wrote this book is a great illustration of that. A tradition tells us that when Jude was 90 years of age, on his knees he was asked to deny Christ or be executed. And they say that Jude's final words were these, The Lord Jesus Christ has never forsaken me, and I will not forsake him now. That's powerful. I'm telling you, this man, in both his example and his exhortation, leaves for us a pattern to follow. All of us who are living at the end of the age, on the verge of seeing Jesus on the edge of eternity, this is how we should live our lives. Let me give you just a brief overview, a bird's eye view of this book, if I may, as a lasting challenge to live your life this way. Number one, I would say to you, be ready for the battle. Remember, in verse 3, he says, we're going to have to contend for the faith. And so, don't be surprised at spiritual warfare, at enemies and scorners. It's all around us. Get ready. Uh, there's going to be a battle. And the biggest battle you're going to have is with yourself. So be ready for spiritual warfare if you're going to be a true follower of Christ in this age. Number two, build on your faith. He says in verse 20, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. We do that, of course, by staying in the Word of God and applying the Word of God to our life every day, being obedient Christians. Then, be a person of prayer, a real person of prayer. He says, pray in the Holy Ghost. It's one of the great secrets to staying right with God. Then he says in verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God. You know, there's, there's so much of a cheap substitute for true love in this sensual world of ours, in this wicked world of ours. There's no substitute for staying in love with Jesus Christ and for being conscious of how much the Lord loves you. Then live every day looking for Jesus to come. Every day looking for the return of Jesus Christ. That's what he says in verse number 21, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Then get actively engaged in reaching the lost. That's really what this book builds to. Not to fuss about the lost. Anybody can do that. What's the solution in a lost world? The gospel is. This amazing phrase, making a difference. The only other place where this word is used in this way, this idea of difference, is in the story 
of uh, the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10, there's really a, an illustration of the principle that's found here. And uh, this word is uniquely used by Jude because, look, this is the only real difference that can be made in this world. Oh, you might give yourself to some social thing or, or whatever, but if you're not careful, you'll spend your life in simply making this world a better place from which to go to hell. No, the greatest difference that can be made is getting people ready for eternity. And then, be on guard for your old sins. That's right, even after building and growing and praying and even working for souls, he says, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. It literally means stay away from the slightest contact with it. Remember that the world is still there, the devil is still powerful, and your flesh is still weak. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. You're going to have to guard against slipping back into old sins. Remember what Scripture says, Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. The Lord's going to be faithful, but he requires that we be faithful to him. And then this amazing book ends with this word of confidence. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. You must live every day in faith that the Lord's going to help you. Look, there are going to be struggles. There are even going to be stumbles at times. I remember years ago, 1992, I believe it was, Derek Redman was running the 400 meters in the Olympics, and he was by far favored to win. He was out in front of the pack. And then about halfway through that race, maybe two-thirds of the way through the race, he stumbled, had a terrible fall. He tore a hamstring or he did something. It was in excruciating pain, lying there on the course, the crowd oohed and awed for a moment, and then the rest of the pack went on beyond him and obviously he didn't win the race. But there was one man in the stands that did not just pause for a moment to grieve. He left the stands. He jumped the barrier. He ran on to the track. Uh, he ran right past security. He picked that young man up. There's an amazing picture in history of this older man helping uh, a young Derek Redman in great pain limp across the finish line, just help him to finish. And the man who came out of the stands was Derek Redman's own father. What a beautiful picture. There are moments where you stumble and fall along the journey in a wicked world. I want you to know your heavenly father has his eye on you. And when you stumble, he rushes to your side. Do you know why he wants to pick you up? He wants to undergird you. He's able to keep you from falling. He wants to help you all the way across the finish line. Friend, you haven't been called to start. You've been called to finish. Do you remember in Jude 1, he said, we are the called in Jesus Christ. God called you to finish. There was a young man by the name of John Stephen Aquari from Tanzania that ran in the Olympic Marathon in 1968 in Mexico City. Aquari was quite a skilled runner. He was very fast. And uh, he was out in front leading the way. And at some point in that marathon, he stumbled and he fell. Uh, it really was a sad thing because Aquari should have won that race. He was the, the fastest runner in the world at the time, uh, but he did not win the race. And hours, hours after the winner crossed the finish line of the stadium in Mexico City, John Stephen Aquari stumbled into that stadium with every ounce of strength in his body. He crossed the finish line. Uh, very few of the people, fans, were still there to applaud or to cheer, but a reporter was there, and the reporter went straight to him and he said, Mr. Aquari, you knew you weren't going to finish. You, your, your leg is bleeding and bruised, and you're in excruciating pain. Tell us why you felt you had to finish. They say that John Stephen Aquari stood to his feet, stood as straight and tall as he could, and spoke these words. My country did not send me to Mexico City to start the race. 
They sent me to finish the race. Well, I want you to know, my friend, Jesus Christ did not save you and put you in the race to start the race. He put you in this race to finish the race. And just on the other side of the book of Jude is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus is coming soon. And my friend, we're just in the vestibule. We're in the hallway leading to the return of Jesus Christ. Any moment, the Lord may show up. And with that in mind, may God help you to live every day as close to God as you can, making a difference in this world with your eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Live in time conscious of eternity. Begin every day and end every day realizing you're living at this moment on the edge of eternity. And any moment, you may see Jesus Christ. On the edge of eternity, what matters most is knowing Christ and living for Him. For more information and additional Bible studies, visit us online at scottpauley.org. Thank you for enjoying the journey with us as we travel through the Word of God.